So David and his men return to Ziklag and find it absolutely destroyed. Their families are gone, the settlement's been burnt to the ground. Verse 4 tells us that they wept until they had no strength left. And then, of course, David's heartache turns to fear, as it suddenly dawns on him that, of course, the men will find him responsible for this. And indeed he is. And he fears that the men might stone him to death as a result. And it's worth just pausing here and noticing that actually they had every right to do so. David had failed them miserably. His own desires for his great plan, putting gods aside, had actually left them to this point where their loved ones were so vulnerable that they could be taken under an attack. And indeed, that's what's happened. He could simply have said, you know what, guys, you're right. Take me. Here I am. I deserve to die. I deserve to be stoned. But I love the way it's put in scripture. His immediate response is expressed in verse six. It says simply this, but David found strength in the Lord his God. You see, troubles come. And we know, especially now, don't we, that when troubles come, whether we're the cause of them or not, our true character emerges at those times. And you see, what we discover is that whether we're following Jesus or not, those troubles continue to come and continue to come in our lives in a variety of forms. Because you see, following Jesus does not give us an exemption certificate from suffering. I think of my own life and in my last 10 years alone, my wife has had cancer. Young people who used to be in my youth group have died because they've committed suicide. Some of them have lost children to freak accidents. Friends of mine, really dear friends of mine, have divorced and I've watched them go through the pain of that. One of my old youth group members is currently lying in an induced coma in London as a result of the coronavirus. All of those cases were people who were following Jesus. Let's face it, trouble comes, whoever we are, And when they come, how are we going to respond? Where are we going to find strength? Well, David, we gather, very naturally looked to God for his strength. He didn't go go on some self-help weekend and they go, well, what shall I do? No, his immediate response, without even thinking about it, his immediate response was to seek the Lord, to seek his Lord and to find strength in him. Well, David very naturally looked to God for his strength. And we need to see that if we're going to do the same, then we need to invest in our relationship with God. You see, David and God, they had history. He defeated Goliath. He got through some real ups and downs in his life. And he'd made it through because he knew that God was faithful. And we need to know the same. We may not have such extremities as David has. I hope we don't. But in those times, both good and bad, we build our reserve. I don't know if you've received your text from the government this week that uh, alerts us all to the need to stay at home. I was getting a bit worried because three days in, I still hadn't received mine. And I was beginning to wonder if Boris and I had sort of fallen out or something. Anyway, eventually it arrived. And I don't know if you gathered, but apparently that whole scheme was devised about seven years ago. They put it all together. They worked out it would be a good idea, but they'd never actually got round to testing it. Now, look, let's face it. It works. OK, it's a bit rocky. And some of us those less humbled and less exalted in these moments, if you like, we get our text after three days. But imagine if they'd taken that to full testing. Imagine if they'd done it so that mass information was communicated to the masses at just one click. Do you get the point? They'd taken it so far. They'd had that good intention. They'd got the basic framework there, but they were missing that final bit. 
Folks, it's no good us just thinking about investing in our relationship with God. And in times like this, when many of us are housebound, we could just go, well, here's a great opportunity. And we might never do anything with it. Folks, why don't you this week think, how do I really commit to invest in my relationship with God? How do I really make sure that he's central? So here's a number of ways we might do that. First off, of course, we need to read the book. There's no way around it. This book is life. It is the living word of God. And we need to read it. We need to understand it. If you're not sure where to start, start with something like Mark's Gospel. Really simple, really straightforward. If you're looking for something that expresses some of the emotion you're going through at the moment in these funny times, turn to the Psalms, a book of the Bible. There's essentially its hymn book. Have a read of those. You see, we need to get into the book. But we also need to commit to pray and to seek God. How are you doing for setting time aside and really pursuing him in these difficult times? And we also need to commit to fellowship. Now, obviously, that looks very different at the moment. But we need to keep in touch with our fellow Christians. We need to encourage one another. We need to stand with each other. We need to get to the place where we very naturally will lean to God to find that strength when crisis comes. When Wendy was ill and fighting cancer, which I'm glad to say, obviously, she survived and she's still here to tell the tale. There were a number of particular Bible verses and Bible stories that the Lord used to really speak to me and to us at that time. And one of those was the story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. You've got to love those names, haven't you? Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. The story of them in the fiery furnace. If you know the story, King Nebuchadnezzar has set up a big statue and he commands everyone in the kingdom to bow and worship him when the trumpets sound. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, being godly men, refuse to do so. And so they're sentenced to death in the fiery furnace. As they stand before the fiery furnace, they address the king and they say this. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. I don't know if you noticed that line, but I love it. He says, even if he does not. And that's what I felt when Wendy was ill. What if she hadn't made it? Would my faith been invalidated? Would my faith not have been so strong? Would my belief in God have been questioned? You see, God is still God, even when it doesn't go our way. But if we're going to believe that, if we're going to enact that, we're going to live that out, then we need to know his character We need to be sure of it. And we find his character in scripture, but we find his character in our daily experiences too. We've had the joy this week of keeping our house groups operating through Zoom. And uh, we've had two meetings this week. It's been great to see some faces and those who've been able to phone in as well and to keep in touch in that way. And it's great to be family together. Really core value for us at Light and Life. We're still being family. I think with the uh, whole video thing, I don't know how you're getting on with it, but the whole video thing, signing in has got to be the best bet when people are like, Am I on? Am I on? You get some great facial expressions. So we've been enjoying that as well. But what we've also been enjoying is that method of communication. And we've been able to think about and explore things together. So this week we were looking at Romans chapter 5. And I asked people to indicate on the screen how they were feeling in terms of hope and in terms of peace in these tribal times. And I simply said, you know, put your hand to indicate where you are. You've got big hope, medium hope, little hope at this time. And I'm delighted to say that for virtually all of our members of our house groups, they're all high. 
they were all there. Clearly, they had great hope at this time. When I asked them about peace, it was a bit more wobbly. And I understand that. It's difficult times we're living in. But you know what was so striking and brought me such joy was to see the newer Christians. When I asked them about that hope, they were up here. Some of them were stretching their arms way up high. They have hope. And when I asked them to define that, they said it's because they know who they are in Christ. It's amazing to see new believers who are so confident of that hope, that assurance of heaven. You see, when we know him, then our automatic reaction is to cling to him and to respond to him. And if we're going to do that, then we need to know who we are in him. That's where it starts. Do we know that confidence? Are we full of that hope? And we need to continually invest in that. So folks, here's the challenge for this week. Let's not get to the end of this little video message and go, oh, nice talk, Vicar. Can't even do a limp handshake at the end of this service, can we? I want you to be real. I want you to be real with yourself. And I want you, of course, to be real with God. How can you be intentional as you turn off this video to actually say, yes, I am. I am going to be intentional this week. I am going to read the Bible. I am going to pray. I am going to take time to seek God and see what he would say to me in this time. Because in this time of crisis, we need to be people who find our strength in the Lord. David modelled it. We've experienced it. I recommend it to you. Find strength in God in these times of crisis. Let's pray together. And I'm not going to fill this time with words. I just think we need a little bit of space. Just take time to listen. What is God saying to you right now? Lord, I pray that you whisper to us by your spirit. Lord, turn our intentions from thoughts and words to actions, we pray. Lord, increase that desire in each one of us to invest in you and to know you more. For I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I encourage you maybe to write it down? Maybe to stick it somewhere prominent this week just to remind you what you've intended to do. Let's be people who do it. I end with this, Psalm 62. David, you probably know, wrote most of the Psalms in the Bible. In this one, he simply says this. Truly, my soul rests in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I shall never be shaken. My prayer is that that's true for each one of us as we go into this week.